Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Clint, I'm going to start off by saying this is not my pick. But doesn't this song make you think you could take on Ivan Drago in a heavyweight title fight? Like some serious workout montage? In this episode, we're exploring the best songs that get you pumped. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the best workout slash pump-up song of all time? That's the age-old question. Clint, if you don't mind, let's start with Eye of the Tiger, because it's it's workout music perfection in a lot of ways, right? Love it. The band is Survivor. And of course, was the theme song from Rocky Three, released in 1982. It was written for the film at the request of Sylvester Stallone, after Queen had denied the rights for Another One Bites the Dust. That was a tune Sly wanted as a theme song for Rocky III. There were two versions released, one for the band's album and one for the soundtrack. The one on the soundtrack and in the film was the demo. It reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and was the second highest selling song of 1982 behind another workout song, Olivia Newton-John's Physical. check this out. It was in the top 10 for 15 weeks. This is a record for the entire decade of the 1980s. Think about all the songs, all the huge hit songs in the 1980s. And this has a record for being in the top 10 for 15 weeks. And it was tied with two other songs, both songs I just mentioned, Another One Bites the Dust and Physical. 
all workout songs. Already we're getting a sense that workout songs have some magic. Wow. I want to quickly mention two compositional elements of these songs. Beats per minute. That's the pulse of the song and the tempo. And, and I think we're going to talk about that in, in, in this episode. Eye of the Tiger is 109 beats per minute. Huh. Not cranking, right? No, that's very slow. And another one bites the dust is 110. So they're just different by one beat per minute. Physical is 124. So faster, but not cranking. Definitely in the realm of what I would guess versus 109. Wow, that's slow. The second interesting thing, Clint, they're all in the minor key. I, the tiger is in C minor. Yep. Another one bites the dust is in F minor and physical is an E minor. Ah. Is there anything to make about that so far? Wow. That's super interesting. When I think about it, I would think the opposite. I would think that you'd, you'd want like triumphant major right not like tense potentially like negative yeah interesting when did jane fonda hit right when did the workout craze happen like what era must have been the 80s i think right? you're right i think jane fonda and like the leg warmers that's a whole 80s thing right totally and i just one last thing about this minor key thing you remember our episode is d minor in fact the saddest of all keys mm -hmm. but we came up with a list of songs that were really, really sad songs. And there was sort of a trend that they were mostly in major keys. Interesting. Right. This is like the, the opposite of that. Yeah. Whoa. Mind blown right off the top. Talk to me about best songs for working out and getting pumped up. Well, let's just first talk about working out for a second. I mean, yeah. you've got all these different places where you can go now. You know, you got Soul Cycle, you got Orange Theory, you got CrossFit, Zumba. And the one thing that is the same between all of these different workout empires is that it's blasting music, right? It's it's like the cornerstone of the workout is the music. Totally. It's loud. Generally speaking, it's fast. And it turns out that when we listen to music while we're exercising, it's not just for getting pumped up. It actually, there's science and there's research that proves that music, especially high tempo, high intensity music can actually boost your workout performance hmm. and motivate you to last longer in those workouts. So it reduces your concept and your perception of fatigue somehow because it just switches your brain in a way that you don't focus on yourself, right? You can sort of focus on this outer thing that's going. And so you're not necessarily as focused on, oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh my God, I can't breathe. This is so interesting for me because my wife, when she runs, she prefers to not listen to music. And that to me is so weird. Interesting. Because if I went for a run without music, I would not finish the run. I, I, you wouldn't go as long. I wouldn't go as long. I wouldn't go as hard. Right. Okay. So music also influences your heart rate based on the BPM of the song. Just scientifically, mm. when you listen to music, it can change your resting heart rate, which is fascinating. So when you're listening to something up-tempo, high intensity, and you're in this workout, it actually can increase your heart rate for a better workout. It can also just distract you from the strain and the pain that you're going through. It can make you enjoy the exercise more because, again, you're listening to songs that you love in theory, right? Because what we do when we work out is we create these playlists, or I create playlists. I, I'm sure most people have playlists that they go right. to, their workout playlist, and it, it, they're all over Spotify. And what you'll find is many of them have the same songs. There's like a core group of songs right. that just pump us up in general. 
just keep going on this. It can make you sprint faster. Music can improve your mood during a workout. And it just makes the exercise just seem easier. So these are all things that music does that subconsciously we're unaware of. But that's why music is so well matched with all of these different exercise places. So I love it. What I found when looking at this is that it's really a lot about the BPM. When you're doing yoga or Pilates or low intensity workouts, they say it's 60 to 90 beats per minute is where you want to be. Now, let's just talk for a second about beats per minute. I mean, you and I have a frame of reference for beats per minute, but let's just give the listener some points where they can be like, oh, I know that song. So Bohemian Rhapsody, let's hear it. That's about 70 beats per minute. You know, Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Let's hear a little bit of that. That's 100 beats per minute. And now, 120 beats per minute. A lot of people reference this as like the middle C of tempos. When you create a Pro Tools session, it defaults to 120. Right. And do you know why? It's based on your footsteps. Human beings generally walk at around 120 beats per minute, which is just a weird, like the pace of most people walking. And so it becomes like this reference point for your life. You know, a resting heart rate is between 60 and 100 beats per minute in in a normal adult human. And so actually 120 beats per minute turns out to be the best for pop songs and one of the best to work out to. So a reference point for 120 beats per minute is Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. Now, if we're going to go fast, we're going to get really pumped up. We're going to talk about 150 beats per minute. The killer's Mr. Brightside. I want to like put on my workout clothes. <laughs> I know. Let's go. Let's, I want to box somebody. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what did you get? What were the best workout songs that you found? Well, I want to start with D-Light's Groove is in the Heart. Oh, yeah. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. C-sharp minor, 122 beats per minute. Wow. So another minor chord song. It brings me to a broader point that's probably worth acknowledging, which is that my picks are very much Gen X choices. Uh Uh-huh. Right? There are probably millennials listening and Gen Z listeners who are surprised that I don't mention certain obvious choices, but it's because I don't know about those certain obvious choices, right? That is fascinating. I think that is a huge piece of this equation. I'm glad you said that. This is going to be so interesting to hear comments based on this from people that are not in our generation, because you and I are going to pick the same songs, I'm sure of it. Totally. I have a friend, James, who sends me, he just sent me some music by this Swedish singer who I'd never heard of before, but she blew my mind. And he's like, I I can't believe you haven't heard this. But let's, so Groovis in the Heart came out in 1990. Sweet spot for us in terms of like 
the music that really seeped into our consciousness, right? And it's built primarily around a Herbie Hancock riff from his track, Bring Down the Birds. It's got everything. It's got Q-tip on vocals, a slide whistle, Bootsy Collins on vocals. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, but in my memory, it's like a chart topper. Totally. What do you got? Push It by Salt and Pepper. So Push It, it's a song by the American hip-hop group Salt and Pepper. It was released as the B-side of the Tramp single in 1987, and it peaked at number 19 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in early 1988. So there's another one. It didn't. It feels like it was a number one hit, right? I feel like that song is just so ubiquitous in my life. I feel like every time I go into the gym in Middlebury, that's what's playing. I don't know. It's it's funny. That's my first one because I just hear that as the anthem of the gym that I go to. So, Clint, throughout this episode, we're going to be sprinkling in some voicemail messages that we got from friends and listeners of the show about their favorite workout songs. You ready to listen to one? I love it. Okay. This is from Dave Levine. This is what Dave had to say. Gentlemen. First time caller, lifetime listener, as they say. So I love this topic, the best songs to work out to. One jumped to mind quickly. Obviously, there are there are many. Honorable mention goes to, I think it's Michael Cimbello's anthemic uh, Maniac from the Flashdance soundtrack. She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And she dances like she's never danced before. But that's only when I wear my leg warmers and want to get ready for a dance competition. If I'm at the gym and I'm trying to, you know, get the swole on, the one that really gets me going is same era of life in the 80s. Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. So when I'm, you know, trying to complete pull-up number one and a half, I throw that on and I almost can do it. Keep going, guys. Love the show. That's awesome. Thanks, Dave. I could almost do two pull-ups. Oh, my Lord. Also from a montage. Starting to see a trend here. That was a big device in the 1980s film, right? Love it. All right. So there's probably a bunch of Beyonce tunes that we could discuss, but before she was Queen Bey, Beyonce was in Destiny's Child. And they have a song that is the same name as the band that wrote Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. The song is in G sharp minor, 161 beats per minute. So that one's cranking. That's cranking. Written by Beyonce, her dad, and songwriter Anthony Dent. The song was inspired by a negative comment from a radio DJ that Beyonce heard. The DJ was talking about how a bunch of the group members kept getting fired. And so he said that Destiny's Child was sort of like the reality show Survivor. The tribe has spoken. And she decided she was going to spin that negative comment into positivity. So she wrote Survivor. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. And I hear that song. I am pressing up on the speed button on the treadmill. Nice. 
All right. My next one is Pump Up the Jam. Oh, yeah. It's by the Belgian act Technotronic. Pump up the jam, pump it up. Why your feet are thumping. And the jam is pumping. Look ahead, the crowd are jumping. It was released as a single in 1989. Boy, we are exactly in the Gen X wheelhouse right now. It's just like these are all the exact same. Reaching number two in the UK on the Billboard Hot 100 and peaked at number one in Belgium, Finland, Iceland, Portugal, and Spain. It's like a hip-hop deep house fusion, and it's an example of the hip-house genre. And it's actually been considered the first house song to become a hit in the U.S. That's interesting. So we talked about this genre a few episodes ago. You gave us a real a masterclass on the origin of, of techno and techno, house. Yeah. B flat minor, 125 beats per minute. So again, another minor chord song. Another minor? That's so weird. I guess maybe it has to do with focus. Intensity? Like minor key is more intense? Maybe. All right. My next one is from 1983. Elton John's I'm Still Standing. Nice. I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor. Feeling like a Written by Elton from lyrics by Bernie. Big hit on both sides of the Atlantic. And it's, it comes in at a ripping 177 beats per minute. What? What do you got? My next one is none other than maybe my favorite pump-up song, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, yeah. By Eminem, it was on the 2002 soundtrack to Eight Mile, and it's the rhythm guitar. <clears throat> but it's that pulse of that guitar that just gets your heart going. And it's not a fast song. 86 beats per minute. It's D minor. Doesn't fit the mold of the perfect workout song because it's not that fast. But the lyrics are fast. Right. You know enough of the lyrics. And they're about getting pumped up. And the chorus is just super, super catchy and intense and really pumps you up. All right. So that's your pick for number one? That's my initial pick. Let's listen to another voicemail. This is from my bandmate, Brian Chartrand. Let's listen to what Brian has to say. Rich, Clint, I grew up in a little town south of the Massachusetts. And our mascot was the Tigers. So if I need to bust out a couple more reps, there's only one song and one song only. My friends, that's the Eye of the Tiger. Dun, 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 dun. Don't get it twisted. All right. Thanks, Brian. And that was Steph in the background providing a little survivor. I love that. I love it. It's true. I mean, it's hard to beat Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, especially for our age, too. Although my kids love Eye of the Tiger, too. So there is something it, in the same way that I was talking about with Eminem, how it's the pulse of the dun, 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 right. dun, dun. There's that pulse of Eye of the Tiger. Yes. And, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, originally Sly wanted Another One Bites the Dust. I would say uh, Eye of the Tiger is a better pump up song. Definitely. Definitely. My pick for the best workout song is my top listened to song on Spotify in 2022. 
It's the tune that I go to on the treadmill when I'm thinking about giving up. It's a song I started listening to during the pandemic when basically all I could do to keep myself sane was go in the woods for a run. It's by Andy Grammer. And the song is in C minor, just like I the Tiger, by the way. And it's about the same speed. It's 113 beats per minute. The song is Don't Give Up On Me. If you find yourself like at the bottom of a hill and you're like, I gotta, I gotta run up this hill, put this song on and it's going to get you up that hill. That is amazing. I, I actually love Andy Grammer. I, I, I'd say he's a guilty pleasure, but I don't even want to say guilty pleasure because I, he's just a great practitioner of the modern pop song. I find all of his songs great to run to. Now, how old is Andy Grammer? Do we know? I think he's about our age. Uh, oh, he's 39. That gives me hope. That's just awesome. The guy, he busked forever. I love it. He's like an inspiration to the dad rockers out there. Totally. Let's listen to another voicemail. This one from our friend and listener, Elise from California. Hi, RP. It's E.T. Some of my favorite songs to exercise, too. I love Kanye. Stronger and Jesus Walks are just such great songs to dig deep on. That's interesting. Kanye. It, it sort of previews a topic that we want to get into in a future episode, which is can you separate the art from the artist? Yes, that is a definite. We've talked about that many times. I went to the Internet and looked up the best workout songs. And from what I found, the number one workout song is a song that I've never heard. <laughs> it's by Azalea Banks and Lazy J. It's called 212. I was in a 212 on the Uptown Inc. You know what's up or don't you? But coming in at number two is Stronger by Kanye. B flat minor, 110 beats per minute. Um, like a minor key, just like Eye of the Tiger and around ex almost exactly the same beats per minute. That's incredible. I think we found our next song to write, Rich. A workout song in a minor key at 110 beats per minute. Let's listen to another voicemail. This one from the incredible Tony-winning Broadway actress who I actually just saw in Florida perform. She performed in front of the Naples Philharmonic. She performed a night of Broadway show tunes. It was, Clint, it was incredible to watch her do her thing and to know that like, Here's this person who is quite literally like the best in the world at what she does. It's incredible to be around that level of talent. And as I say all, all the time, her niceness is equal to her talent. She's the sweetest human on the planet. But this is, she left us a voicemail of her favorite workout song. Let's listen. Hey, Clint. Hey, Rich. It's Kelly. So I know people always need really like pumping up music when they exercise, but my exercise of choice these days has been running and I find it really cathartic and actually very relaxing and sort of zen. Um, and believe it or not, and it's not just because I'm married to the band, the thing that's been getting me through and it got me through my marathon training was Music Fills the Spaces by The Sweet Remains. Well, I got my reasons and I got my stories. I think this music in my soul will be the last thing you hear from me. As I go on, 
and there was one training run that I did last year. It was the 20 mile run. And I was a mile short. I realized I needed, when I was getting to my house and I put on music to fill the spaces and I got through my last mile just with those voices and your that the groove. So there you go. And that's not a lie. Nice. Well, that was a nice promo. You could use that. I know. That's great. Let's go to another listener. Another voicemail. All right. This one from Nick. Again, a friend and listener from California. Let's hear what Nick has to say. I love this question. There is a set of stairs in Santa Monica, wooden stairs, outdoors, obviously, that lead down into Santa Monica Canyon. And it's about 180 steps and they just go straight down. And people walk up and down these for a workout. And if you haven't done these before, you do maybe one set. And by the top, your legs are just burning. Well, one year, I committed to doing 800 sets of these. And I got in good shape doing this. So much so that I could do about 10 sets, maybe 12 on a good day. And the one song that would pump me up enough to run up uh, all the way up was... Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. That's great. We've talked about that song, and you love that song, I know. I love that song. We have another voicemail. I haven't listened to it. It's from our buddy Will Evans, the great songwriter. He loves Rage Against the Machine, and I want to play this because my guess is... His workout song is Rage Against the Machine. I might be wrong, but let's listen. Here's Will. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. What I usually turn to when I need to get super pumped is uh, a little song by the band Rage Against the Machine called ah. Bullet in the Head. Especially when they get to that bass breakdown part. I just get so amped. That's what helped me get some uh, personal records in my basement. Thanks, guys. That's great. There it is. There it is. Can we move on to something, a next subject real quick? Yes. The workout stuff got me thinking about pump-up songs in general. Yeah. And it got me thinking about sporting events and stadiums and what are the biggest anthems that they play at major sporting events. Oh, yeah. I have a list here of songs the most played songs it's fascinating how many of these are just straight rock and roll tunes right i'm just gonna list some for you okay are you ready yeah crazy train by ozzy osbourne that opening riff is used so much in sporting events 138 beats per minute okay next welcome to the jungle by guns and roses Again, the opening riff. 124 beats per minute. This is awesome. <laughs> Next, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. This may be the number one song played at sporting events. By the way, you know, Gary Glitter just got out of jail. Oh, good job, Gary. He was involved in some... Uh, child stuff? Some child porn stuff. Yeah, maybe you should have stayed. But, but by the way, B minor minor key 129 beats per minute that 
I mean, I feel like every time I go to a stadium, they play that song. Now, the list goes on, the list goes on, the list goes on. I'm just going to say a bunch. Back in Black, ACDC. Immigrant song, Led Zeppelin. We Will Rock You by Queen. Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh, that's a good one. Sabotage is a good one. Sabotage is a really good pump-up song. So, so by the way, F-sharp minor, 168 beats per minute. So a minor key, tense, like there's some tension cooking. and some intensity, and it's cooking. And again, the rhythm guitar part. Right. Right? We're getting a lot of fodder for this song we're about to write, Rich. Yes. Obviously, We Are the Champions is an anthem they play in stadiums all the time, which is a slow song, but it serves a purpose in the stadium world. Not only is it slow, Clint, it's real slow. It's 64 <laughs> beats per minute. <laughs> which is resting heart rate on a on a very chill day and is would you say that's in the in a minor key is that in g minor c minor that's but great the one i want to talk about i think it's one of the greatest pump-up songs of all time and it was right from our era i grew up in fort wayne indiana as you know and so my go-to nba team was not the Pacers. You might think it was the Pacers. It was not. It was the Jordan-era Chicago Bulls. And I used to go see Bulls games with my dad. And the greatest thing about going to the old Chicago stadium was the parking lot. When they parked cars at the Chicago stadium, there were no lanes. They just parked them in. And so you would park in the middle of a parking lot, and you just sat there until everybody moved. Because if you were in the middle, there was no way out. There was no lane. There was just... Car, 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 a sea of cars. Oh my That's God. A side note. But the song that the Chicago Bulls used to walk out to, that everyone knows, is a song called Serious by the Alan Parsons Project. Let's hear that tune. <laughs> It's not that fast. It's like no. Eye of the Tiger. It's like 100, 110, 100. But it's there. It's because I went to the stadium and right. all the lights go out and they just have the white flashing lights like going around the floor and the song starts. I get chills just literally just talking about it because, you know, I'm 12 years old. I'm seeing Michael Jordan at the peak of his career. Incredible. And how lucky were you? The eruption when this song starts. I think I would say that is my number one pump-up song of all time. And Alan Parsons Project, like, that's a pretty deep cut. I, you don't know the song. You're like, what? I don't know that song. And then you hear it. You're like, oh, that song. Yeah. Clint, let's go to the comments. Let's go to the comments. Yes. Sometimes we hear about where we went wrong, and we love it. Right, Clint? Yes, love it. From Gregory D., we got this. Driving and listening now to the podcast and had to pull over, stop, and write. <laughs> uh -oh. Thanks for being safe, Gregory. He goes on. So this is a comment for the Can You Write a Masterpiece After the Age of 40 show, which was actually our very first episode. 
He says, I know it was from a couple of years ago. I just had to chime in and say, I didn't agree about Van Morrison. Yes, Tupelo Honey was great, but he's done some terrific stuff after that. The cover album of songs by Mose Allison stepped outside his legacy and essentially reinvented all those songs. One of these days, I'm going to get things right. Awesome. I don't know that at all. I got to hear I'm that. I'm going to start doing my business in the daylight. One of these days, you know I'm going to get things right. As for Paul McCartney, I've always thought Flaming Pie is the best Beatles album the Beatles never did. I think it's a masterpiece, he says, in part because he had help from Jeff Lynne and Steve Miller. Some terrific songs on there and really well produced. Great stuff, Gregory. Let's play a track from Flaming Pie. It's a song called Calico Skies, which Paul has described as reminding him of Blackbird. The story behind Calico Skies starts in August 1991. McCartney was staying with Linda on Long Island as a Category 3 hurricane, Hurricane Bob, made landfall. More than 2 million people lost power, including the McCartneys. Paul said, Bob, the hurricane, knocked out all the power. It was all candlelight, cooking on a wood fire, very primitive. But we liked that forced simplicity. I couldn't play records. I made up some little acoustic pieces. This was one of them. It's a very primitive little power cut memory. It was written that I would love you from the moment I opened my eyes and the morning when I first saw you gave me life under calico skies. I love that idea of Paul and Linda, no power. He's just got his acoustic guitar. They've got candle lights, they're cooking on a wood fire, and he's just messing around on his acoustic. For the rest of my life. Even Paul McCartney loses power. All right, so you're going with the Alan Parsons Project, is that right? That's right. Serious. That's my my biggest pump-up song. I don't know anything about the Alan Parsons Project. Nor do I. So who at the United Center was like, hey... I got this idea. We're gonna we're gonna play this song by the Alan Parsons Project. Yeah, that'll never work. But it did. But it did. Well, we hope you had fun, as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question. Follow us on Instagram at the age-old question. Facebook, the age-old question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 